Welcome back to In The Loop, a WordPress agency podcast by Blackbird Digital. You, yes, you listening right now, are one of a very special group of people that have helped us surpass 1,000 listens. So thank you for listening, and here's to 1,000 more. I'm Corey Hugert, and in this episode, Phil Hoyt and I interview Aruba Ahmed of Aruba Makes. We talk about developing for Gutenberg, goings-on with ACF and whether it's still a must-use plugin, pardon the pun, the myriad of free plugins and tools that Aruba has built for the good of all, and a teaser of some resources about React for WordPress that she'll be releasing soon. If you have questions about WordPress website development, contributing, or anything else web-related that you'd like to hear us discuss, send an email to podcast at blackbird.digital. You can also find us on Twitter as inloop underscore WP. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, folks. Happy Pride Month. Uh, This is the month of June. And uh, welcome back, Phil. And welcome to our special guest, Aruba Ahmed. Hi, it's nice to be here. Well, it is really, really nice to have you. Glad we finally get to chat, you know, sort of kind of face-to-face as it is instead of, you know, via Twitter or Slack. Or Git, Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So um, let's just get right into it. And let me ask the broad overarching question that we basically ask all of the guests when we begin, which is... To uh, have you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you started using WordPress and what you use it for now. Yeah, well, I'm a WordPress developer, full stack, work with clients, work for myself. And I would say my story is pretty classic, honestly. I, well, fairly classic, I guess. Uh, But um, when I was in high school, my dad started a nonprofit and he needed a website that he could update himself. And I went Googling to see what I could make for him that he could deal with himself. And WordPress showed up. I used WordPress and it was kind of, that was it, you know? The WordPress became this really, exactly. Yeah, everything was, <laughs> else was history. I went back and forth with it for a while. But then once I graduated from university, I decided, you know what? This is what I want to do. So I never got a job. I just started freelancing for in wordpress and i still do it to this day that's a great origin story (laughs) yes (laughs) this is straightforward yes very very yeah i i i I love it when we have um you know guests from all sorts of different backgrounds and i ask this question they all kind of think ah you know the standard (laughs) but not but really like not necessarily the case I, i i used to think that way myself but after talking to loads of people i mean sure there's similarities um yeah the similarity I think the point being... is it's like we all fell into it by accident yeah <laughs> yeah that's definitely true i don't i don't think anybody like checked a like oh wordpress on the career day <laughs> exactly <laughs> i think that's the the power of uh, wordpress and it's and it's like open source nature really is like you know so you, you need to you need to like make a website you, you and you don't really want to do it from scratch yeah and there's wordpress and there it is and it's beautiful exactly and it's powerful enough like it's just powerful enough and customizable enough that you can do so many different things with it without having to reinvent the wheel every single time you know Mm -hmm. so um you are a uh 
you know, as you say, full stack developer, um, you know, making, uh, t- tell me a bit more about that specifically. You're, mm-hmm. you're building a site with WordPress, you're, you know, doing it for clients, you're setting up the hosting, all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I am a bespoke developer, I guess you would say. So I do a lot of like custom work on top of WordPress. I definitely use the block editor ever since mm, late 2000. No, wait. Yes. Late 2019 is when I went, yep. Okay. Block editor can do what I need. This is where I'm going. This is how it's going to be. And, uh, I really like customizing and creating stuff on top of the block editor. Uh, and I do it without, you know, ACF. I do it completely native. Um, I've actually never, no, wait, I used ACF for one project, but at the time mm-hmm. ACF blocks was in beta mm-hmm. and it just made sense for the kind of things I needed to make for me to go native in react because it was just like, I'm, I'm building a lot of like complex blocks and at the time ACF blocks couldn't do it. And I think it can now, but by now I know what I'm doing and I have my own workflows <laughs> with building custom blocks. So it didn't make sense for me to switch over. I, I don't that. use full site editing. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. not a fan of that yet. I'm not, I haven't sure. bought in. I think there's a lot of potential there and I can definitely see benefits, but not enough to use it for like clients mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what, uh, yeah. what's, um, uh, you know, let's dig into full site editing. Well, actually, no, let's, <laughs> Let's let's go back to ACF because we did have a question on here to ask you whether you whether you use it or not. So that is interesting for yeah. for us for us. You know, it's this sort of like it's it's a it's a hold on certainly from the way that we used to do things, and we actually yeah. spent a lot of last last year last season of this podcast talking about like how do, like wh- where are we going from how we used to build websites to yeah. how we need to build them now. With we might have even sounded a little curmudgeon just trying to like, ah, oh, <laughs> is, is blocks, are blocks ready? Because, you know, we're in this agency world and we build, we need to build yep. things fast. And, uh, you know, we have a little bit of institutional PHP knowledge that's <laughs> like, oh, we can, we can kind of just baggage. pull from our tool. Yeah, baggage is, is way better word for it. But we could pull from our tool belt and be like, okay, I, if I need to make a query, I can just do that pretty quickly here. I don't need to worry about the, so yeah, I'll be, I'm very curious about, uh, yeah, what, uh it what do you find easier about using the native blocks versus you clearly never used acf extensively but i would say i have not made a none uh, i've only made one native block and that was like right when blocks came out and it was still very react ish where essentially you made a div and you told react to put something there and it wasn't very mm-hmm. uh um you know it's completely changed the way it works now so um yeah yeah i'd be curious to know what kind of things you're building with it well, first of all, um, I think we need a little bit of a timeline here. So I started professionally building WordPress websites like for clients um, in 2014. Hmm. So that's when I started. Um, and obviously, the very first thing I did was buy ACF mm-hmm. because yeah, without it, sure. life was not possible. Everybody um, <laughs> <developer> does, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I still use ACF. But I only use it when I don't have time and I don't use it for blocks. I use it for like theme options or, you know, modifying taxonomy areas because it's so much quicker for me to do it with ACF than with anything Mm, else or doing it, you know, natively. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's not that I don't use ACF. It's that I don't use ACF blocks. Right. Right. Um, The other thing I guess to say is that 
like the kind of work I'm constantly doing with blocks, like I have my own, like sort of, I've done it so much now that I have my own like tool belt for it as well. So I almost never really create a block anymore from scratch because I've built something like this before. I need to add a couple fields or change a couple things and boom, block done. So a block that might take me six, seven hours to build uh, takes me maybe half an hour now because I can nice. lean on stuff I've already done, right? Just like with everything else, like you said, right? We have a tool belt. We reach for things that we've already done before. We modify them and boom, done. Yeah. Check mark. That's fantastic, yeah. Um, so I think with blocks, it works the same way. It's still fairly React heavy. And I think yeah. that uh, you do need to know React in order to create more complex blocks. But simpler blocks you can now do without like too much React. There's like components and easy code that you can just grab from online. It seems like, yeah, some of the documentation that I've seen is like you could just pull controls from exactly. essentially from things that are already made and then rework them to be fit your needs. Um, I exactly. really need to get on that boat, but um, <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. It's good to hear somebody say it out loud, uh, like uh, other than Corey. Corey <laughs> a lot more than me. So. <laughs> Corey yeah, feels like I, dad, um, or if dad tells you to do something, it's like, ah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, well, you know, on the topic of ACF, we all saw yesterday, actually, as of this recording, mm -hmm. uh, June, today's June 3rd, right? Is it the 3rd? Yep, yeah, it is. So yesterday on the 2nd, um, WP Engine and Delicious Brains announced that WP Engine is acquiring all of the Delicious Brains plugins, five of them, and one of mm -hmm. them is... ACF, ACF, which which they seem just, to have just gotten recently, so which yeah. just changed exactly hands a year like ago. Last, exactly, yeah. yeah, like to the date or mostly just. I'm pretty of, sure it was to the date. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I I don't know. I don't know what to feel about that. I don't. I I never really know what to feel about any acquisitions in the WordPress space. Honestly, I know it's it's a topic of discussion that, but I don't know. It's hot. <laughs> it's definitely I mean, hot. It, it's in the Twitter sphere, but I also don't see a lot of negatives coming out of it. Like you hear about acquisitions in other fields, like the gaming industry or tech mm -hmm. industries in general. And it's like, oh, well that company imploded, but I'm not really getting that sense in our ecosystem, luckily. Can can I be can I be the negative Nancy today? Yeah, of I course. I'm like, yeah, I'm always the negative person. I have Let's go like for a, it. I have this I have this feeling. It, so like this this stems out of like I am a big proponent of 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 building native blocks or at least you you know using the blocks as they are um, patterns etc. Um, mm -hmm. And for the last mm, two two big sites that I'm work I've worked on I. I didn't install ACF on them and right. I, I didn't because, you know, first of all, so I've, I've also, you know, kind of set up this scaffolding and workflow for myself, um, which I think you, you, you peaked at yep. uh, once before. I did. And it's Thanks really good. That. Your, your issue is still open. Um, <laughs> haven't, <laughs> haven't, uh, haven't made any progress towards a, a setup script. Um, but maybe one day, uh, but, but yeah, so, you know, we've got the scaffolding. I've got, you know, got the blocks kind of scaffolded out. And I don't, it would be nice to have a little script to go make another block. But right now I'm copying the example block. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But, but anyways, um, so, you know, the the more I use, like, you know, the native blocks and the more I get into, like, like um, just just recently a website that we just launched, I, I needed 
um, a, a, a custom meta value, uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, on the post, right? And because I needed to, I needed to pull that meta value out to show, like in an excerpt or something, right? right? And that's like classic, like ACF, right? Make a custom field, and then you can just in your excerpt you can query it, you get the field, yeah. etc. Um, but you know, I've 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 discovered the uh, uh, use entity prop prop mm-hmm. uh, API, and I'm still. I'm still a little unclear about what all the entities are and what all I can query out of them, but it's really super simple to get uh, the meta, the post yeah. meta. It's a whole object of all of the meta involved and just get and set fields. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing that I feel is missing from that kind of workflow is that the ACF makes, you know, really super simple. Like here's a bunch of different fields that you can use pop them right in like you have a you have a ui for it so it's gonna be simply regardless but like here's something that'll grab other posts here's something that'll grab you know whatever so we don't quite have the same thing and sorry this was a roundabout way of of (laughs) of talking about this acquisition because i i almost feel like maybe maybe it sold the first time because the writing is on the wall a little bit Mm. you know what i'm saying like had to get into this whole block thing and it's complicated and there's a native API that's much better than WordPress ever did have before for doing complex stuff like this. And right. maybe delicious brain saw that too. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know that this is my yeah, interesting. Yeah. speculation. As someone who has seen like, you know, I remember when the customizer definitely promised a lot of things that never came to fruition, um, mm-hmm. realistically, um, even the widgets area before that kind of had a lot of promises that never really came to fruition. Short codes kind of were what they always were and never had any promises and kind of it yeah. still work though. <laughs> it still work. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know if they writing on the wall is like the correct, like I, I, Maybe it does need to, you know, turn to it. I think we're already in version 2.0 of the ACF blocks, and maybe we'll see a version 3.0. That's a lot, marries a lot closer to native blocks. And I don't think it's a bad thing. I think that's the one downside to using ACF. And as someone who uses ACF on every single project currently in some small capacity, um, you know, the downside is, is that you lose that editing experience that Gutenberg gives you for better or for worse sometimes. But um right you know, you're immediately going back to the repeater field to like add columns and stuff like that, which doesn't feel nearly as intuitive as Gutenberg blocks. And if they're able to somehow marry those two together, um, I would like to see it (laughs) because anything to prolong me from having to learn more react is bet. No, but um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I can see. I didn't read all of, I did read the original acquisition from like a year ago for ACF. I did not read the whole entire, I only like skimmed it yesterday. It literally came out yesterday. So. There's not much to uh, say. I mean, not, right. yeah. So I didn't really. They acquired it. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess I just didn't see the roadmap per se for anything. And I don't know if that blog post would even have it, but it doesn't seem like, you know, it, it's so important to the ecosystem. There's absolutely no way I can yeah, see it being abandoned. And, and, um, and, and lifetime licenses are still being. Yeah. Yes. Uh, honored. Yes, so yeah, and Dunk yeah. Engine owns my favorite hosting company, so they Me can't too. be evil. Please don't be evil. They, they own <laughs> they, they own Flywheel, who I just adore. So. Mm. Ding, I think they're pretty good stewards, yeah, right. honestly. I agree. Yeah, generally, I, seemingly, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, they did really well with local. I still use local. I yeah, love local. local. <laughs> yeah, huge game changer for me. I was using so many different ways to host until local came along, and now I totally haven't even thought about a different way. Okay, so totally. so you, you use local for local development. It's great. Yes. This is a great tool. Um, yes. Can you tell us about any other sort of tools? Maybe, maybe you have open source stuff that I haven't uh, noticed. Mm. If you've got scaffolding or preferred workflows... Yeah, I mean, I use VS Code and I use Gulp religiously um, with theme development. But for plugin development, I use NPM scripts or, you mm. know, if it's like block development, then I use the um, WP it's scripts my mind package. right now. There we go. Yeah, mm -hmm. WP scripts package. So lots of NPM going on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love Gulp. Uh, we've talked about this before too. Like, you know, I have my <laughs> set of scripts <laughs> set up with Gulp because I'm too lazy to build it with anything else. And I know 100%. Gulp so well. Yeah. And I just like do it. Um, what else do I like using? I have my own little CPT class sort of workflow thing. Oh, yeah, I yeah, saw yeah, that. Let's saw link that to that. Yeah, yeah. It, it needs updating, but. Um, and but it's really really like i hate having to like copy paste like custom sure. post type like the function i'll have to, I'll have to check it out because i use generate wp nonstop to right. make my cbts because i'm just again i'm just lazy and i don't want to yeah. write everything out i did that for years and then i yeah. found and so anything that but there generate wp could have some could use a little spruce up too 100 so. <laughs> <laughs> percent, yeah so i mean yeah with the cp with it's literally called Aruba CBT because I was feeling really unoriginal that day. <laughs> and, uh, and I was just like, you know what? It's just going to be my name. That's, that's, that's what's going to happen. Um, but three lines and I have a CPT that has most of the stuff that I want and nice. it's translatable and just makes my life a lot easier. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been thinking about that kind of stuff a lot lately and, and, and still, you know, still, you know, fully doing it in code if I need to. I mean, Honestly, most of the time I'm using the CPT UI plugin. Uh, right. Most of the time. But um, for certain things, especially on like uh, WordPress VIP and very mm. strict coding standards there. Um, right. You, know, you can't use those. Be, I'm going to check out the package. <laughs> Got to check it's, that out. It's nice because like it has default values like that makes sense for me anyway because I, i'm really the mm -hmm. biggest user of it sure. but if you want to get more custom it's super easy to just keep adding whatever you need in order to override anything so it's really just a wrapper to like make default stuff really easy and then if you still need to do dig into the cpt stuff more easily you can still do it right it's not going to block you which is mm -hmm. was really important to me um but yeah, like I have also something called Workflow Supercharged. There's an outdated version of it in my repo, but it's like my whole Gulp workflow. Mm. Um, and it has like, you know, uh, auto reloading CSS and auto like, you know, compiling all the JavaScript and like, you know, running a well, running a tunnel if you need, uh, like instead of ngrok or whatever. And um, just a bunch of different things is happening in it and it's part of my setup script so the setup script will let me like change everything in my theme like all the names and everything set this all up and pop open the right browser in the right place give me the right url and then we're all good to go um <laughs> i don't know how i would do any kind of theme development without it anymore because it's like i would sure. be just like but but do i have to write all this now what? yeah right <laughs> i feel I'm like curious, we, is, so is... Go oh, ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Well, we've had remade our scaffolding so many times. And even in recent uh, history, I know 
Corey has, and I have, and in my personal life, made a full site editing theme, uh, which kind of, at least in my case, definitely, I had to start from scratch because it's just, I didn't know what was going to work and not going to work yet when yeah. full site editing was coming out. And yeah, it was like this brain hurt when i had to like start with an empty folder and go yes. like how do i do this again like where do i start <laughs> and not only that it's a whole new ball game yeah with it totally. and it was just like oh my gosh like this is intimidating i ended up not even like putting gulp or anything which eventually that'll kick me in the butt and i'll have to go and do it for css and stuff because i, I just kept the css light but yeah that was a huge moment for me to be like oh my god i gotta remember how to do everything from yeah. scratch I'm using it for theme.json, so I have a gulp package now, and I need to actually publish it, but it basically yeah. lets you do theme.json partials. Nice. So instead of having this one I feel like we long file, about this at one point. we might have, but um, basically it like lets you do like little files for each section, and mm, then it just phenomenal. auto yeah. puts it together, just like a CSS, right? And I was <laughs> like, as soon as I figured out that, that out, it was like... <laughs> <laughs> I I have a small bone I have a, a small bone to pick with the theme JSON because I I, I I call it artisanal JSON because who the heck likes to write that much like it's just this huge it gets bigger and bigger especially the exactly. more you're modifying I like the idea of it it's great there's a lot of things still wrong with it I'm sorry but like there's just a lot of things still that don't make sense in it um, and a lot of settings that just are not documented and blah 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 but like oh, when yeah. the file gets that large it's um, it's so unwieldy no matter how exactly. many any VS plugins you have installed. It's just, and then I was actually just having an issue uh, over the weekend. I was working on a theme and I was hitting, I was running my gulp script to like, which does a whole lot of stuff. And I just had like in one of the, the font sizes I had, you know, I must have gotten rid of, it was three point something, something. And at some point I got rid of the point something, something, and it was just three point. And every time I would go NPM start script, it would yell at me that like, but it's not throwing an error that it's like not a full integer because it has mm -hmm. the yeah. rems at the end of it. So it's not really an integer, but it's expecting an integer. And then it was breaking. Uh, long story long. <laughs> what the heck? Like I don't, artisanal JSON is not the way. <laughs> well, I'll have to check it out. And maybe, uh, you know, maybe since we also have a, a gulp sort of workflow uh, published um script mm -hmm. gulp, gulp wp maybe i'll look into uh, pulling that theme json stuff in because that that sounds that sounds really it, handy it really yeah does. it definitely makes life easier and it errors and it tells you what the error is in which file so you know <laughs> yeah. and it's a small file now maybe uh -huh. 10 yeah. lines so it's super easy oh to gosh. find what the problem is my goodness i totally yeah. feel your pain <laughs> Oh, Excellent. I was digging through 300 lines of a, JSON, a theme JSON, and what I ended up doing was like went to back to the original file, would paste it in, and start like copy the first mm -hmm. 10 lines and paste it in the next 30 lines and paste it in until it like showed me it was broken. And then I got really like, then I'm actually looking at it for like another 30 minutes because I used a clamp. I'm like, does it hate my clamp? Like, what does it like? What does it not like about my clamp function? And it was literally the font right above it that I apparently had just put three dot RM. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, it's the semicolon problem, right? Like sometimes it really there's a is. freaking semicolon problem and you're just all like, where is weekend, it? All, all yes. weekend I was losing my mind. I was like, what is happening? And I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, a period is in the wrong place. Like, oh, yeah. Well, yep. uh, right. you've got all these lovely uh, tools for developers, uh, which we'll have to check out. But you also have published plugins for any uh, any old uh, WordPress user to install and and mm -hmm. utilize. Um, 
got a couple out there right now. So the yep. first one, the first one that you published, I believe, right, is the Superlist yep. block. Yes. So tell Which us. you have contributed to. I have. And that's going to come out really soon. I'm hoping to work on it next week. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Superlist block is just, you know, it's a super list, literally, but it lets you do lists within lists. It lets you nest things and it has some experimental features around letting you create like grids with it too. Um, but honestly, it came about because I was like, why can't I add a list inside a list? Why? Yeah. Why can't I do this? This is regular stuff. Why can't I or remove the list heading from one and add it to another one, like a bullet point? Like these are simple things that I'm used to being able to do everywhere. And mm -hmm. I couldn't do them in the block editor. And it was driving me up a wall. And then one day I'm just like, screw it. I'm just going to make it. Figure it out. That's, a, that's yeah. a beautiful place to be at, right? Like there's, a, there's an obvious need and, mm -hmm. and you can just, you can just make it and and give it to the world right yeah it was fun <laughs> so that's honestly why i made it it was like a whole twitter journey really <laughs> and it's great to like it, you not only can you nest lists of course obviously but like other other blocks that's that was yes. important for me that's why that's why i sought it out that's why i contributed because yeah. uh i want to be able to put other blocks in list items exactly why can't you want to be able that? to add a heading mm -hmm. or like an image you know right so um, I, we did we did kind of chat about this uh, off the podcast as well at one point. But um, are you afraid that at some point Core is going to update the list block to be like have inner inner block support essentially? My goodness, I hope they do. I want <laughs> I want my plugin to be obsolete. That is an amazing answer. We, we yeah, I like that answer so much. That is so good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it would be good. This should belong in core. This mm. exists in core. And there is an issue in a PR open for it, but I haven't looked at it in a while, but I think there were some hiccups. But honestly, like this is just a, a in my opinion, Superlist should be a stopgap. A stopgap until core puts it in core, and then we can happily have one less plugin on our sites. <laughs> I, I hate to go negative for half a second here, but while we're talking about stopgaps and plugins and the block editor, I, I do feel like plugin developers are building a lot of stopgaps and maybe with different um, solutions along the way. The one that comes out to mind the most to me is the lack of mobile support with most blocks right now in core. Uh, and we're noticing every block under the sun hat seems to have their own way of handling mobile how do you feel about these stop gaps and maybe more specifically the mobile on in gutenberg wow okay yeah, um sorry <laughs> i know no no i know but i will say that i think it's good that people are experimenting and it's so much easier to experiment in a plugin than inside core sure. right there's mm -hmm. the, the the stakes are so much higher in core so it's really good to see all the different ways people are handling it which yes creates some frustration if you're using a bunch of those plugins and they're conflicting in the way they make these things but eventually something's gonna stick and then that's gonna land in core and in the long run that's gonna be good for all of us um but i don't yet know what that's gonna be i know that core right now is supposed to be making them sort of you know uh flexible so like things like adjust on their own but mm -hmm. you know there's there's only so much you can do with that and so much that detection of screen sizes and everything mm -hmm. can handle right now that's more of a limitation of css honestly uh for the moment but um, I, ha I have i have an issue that that yeah. it has been open for like a year maybe now which is mm. is is 
postulating at least that we could remove some of these hard-coded breakpoints uh, at least um but you know that's 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 a hurdle that's a whole kind of backwards oh, yeah. compatibility nightmare right there honestly they drive me insane especially with the columns block the yeah. the breakpoints that are hard-coded yes. specifically just... the columns block is the one i drawn yes. to the most i actually end up using another plugin called layout grid the most mm -hmm. as a replacement for it but it, again it kind of defaults to that five column grid and all right. has a lot of default values that are also not as desirable either so um yeah, yeah it gets complicated quite quickly i replace the css honestly like right now the way it works for my custom themes i will grab whatever the freshest like i'll grab the css from the block library, the block library CSS, mm -hmm. keep the parts I want, get rid of the ones I don't, and then replace that stuff. Like I'll literally mm -hmm. grab the SCSS partials and I'll do it myself because mm -hmm. yeah. please, God, <laughs> spare me that hell. Yeah, 100%. Uh, uh, that, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to knock your uh, knock your process, but that, that sounds scary to me, like completely disregarding the core styles, especially when blocks update right and they have new new versions of blocks with new markup are you are you scared of that or you just is just something to go back and update at some point for the most part i do my best not to do this entirely mm. um but what i do is so in I'm forgetting the name of the the action or filter right now, but basically you can make it so it only loads the CSS you need for mm. the block you have on the page, right? There is a filter mm -hmm. for that. So um, instead of like just removing block library, I leave it there, but then I detect, oh, here is one that I have a problem with. So I'll just replace the CSS it's loading uh, for that okay. block, right? I gotcha. And because I'm like, I only want it to do my way because mm -hmm. that's going to work better for whatever I'm creating. So it is safer. Like it's not, I'm not like saying, oh, I'm going to have this outdated version of Black Library CSS right. in mind. We're still using the latest one, but for the ones that I don't want theirs, I have my own without I, I the would... importance and the nonsense. <laughs> I would love it if you, I, I'll have to send you the link to that, that issue that I just talked about because there's a little bit of conversation that happens about how someone else was handling like just completely, you know, uh, dropping Mm -hmm. you know the styles and using their own or whatever but this sounds a little bit yeah. more surgical um, yes. I'd, I'd love if, if you would leave a comment like you could do it this way instead <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it took some experimenting right like it took a while to figure out something that would be backwards compatible safe for updates without like you having to keep an eye on it mm -hmm. um but so far it has done really well and i'm really happy with that solution going forward for the moment mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah send me that link that's great uh, mm -hmm. So, uh, so another plugin that that you kind of more recently launched is the Quick Post plugin. Yeah. So, tell us a bit about what the impetus was behind developing that and what what it does. Well, I mean, I was testing some stuff on a site and I kept having to make new posts and it was driving me crazy that I had to go back to the post page in order to add a new post or copy the link. And then I was like, this is annoying. I should make something. But then I put it on the, you know, put it away, the idea. And then 5.9 was coming out 
and I was watching all these people do like little case studies and reviews of what the new version was coming out and they were experiencing the same pain point. They wouldn't <laughs> describe it as a pain point, but I was watching them having that pain and cringing as they did it. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to make this plugin. So quick post essentially adds a add new button inside the block editor so that just like the classic editor you used to have at the top. And then based on a Twitter conversation, I ended up adding a duplication feature to it too. So you can easily duplicate the current post. Um, and it became, it, it grew very quickly. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was very interesting to see the kinds of people who were using it. And I was like, I am glad I made this. <laughs> <laughs> filling, filling more needs where, you know, um, yes, there's the obvious paper cuts. gaps, right? So when uh, when we when we talked about having you on, this was back mm. in February. I think you might have mentioned that you were working on three plugins this year. <laughs> but uh, you don't you don't have to tell us. But is there another secret plugin that you might be launching soon that we could get the scoop on? <laughs> so one, I have a running list of plugin ideas. Mm. Running list right now. I I think I checked right before this call. It's sitting at forty seven. <laughs> 47 wow. plugin ideas okay. all right so the goal was always like okay it'd be cool to launch like a few plugins this year i'm by nature a sprinter which is why quick post and super Lows literally happen within a couple of weeks of each each other and uh but i don't know what i want that third one to be but i'm pretty sure it's going to deal with custom fields because right now that is my personal pain point that i also am seeing other people have where when you want to access a custom field and you want to use it somewhere, it can be annoying. So mm -hmm. think merge tags. Think merge tags, but available wherever the hell you want mm. for custom fields. Sounds pretty handy. Yeah. Yes. So this this kind of gets back to my like pain point about ACF and custom field stuff and exactly not really having the same kind of ease of access in yeah. in the you know the Gutenberg APIs. So and a lot of page builders make it pretty easy, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that I don't use Elementor, but I've heard Elementor has like a little merge tag idea there too. And I've seen some implementations of it in like Beaver Builder. And I think that's really great. It makes it easy for developers. It makes it easy for users. It makes it easy for everyone to be able to access these extra settings um, that we all rely on in WordPress. I mean, is WordPress WordPress without post meta? No, it's not. Um, <laughs> So not we need us, to, exactly, yeah. exactly. So uh, a plugin that would make things easier there, that's, I'm pretty sure that's going to be the next one. Probably sometime in July when I have some time off, that's when I'll probably work on it. Yeah. So when you have time off, you're going to do more work. Got it. <laughs> well, then I get to pursue my passion projects, right? Uh -huh. And I get to do yeah, it sure. only if I want to. So, I get it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's hard sometimes. Like, I mean, I dedicate Fridays for open source work or community things. But okay. even then, sometimes it can be hard to find time balancing, like, what you do to pay the bills and what you do for fun and relaxing and, you know, everything outside of your professional life as well. Right? Yeah. I, mean, I don't think either of us have figured it out. So <laughs> neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> It's I a mean, work but, in progress. Yeah, but let's have that conversation. Let's specifically, sure. um, you know, you've got paid client work, mm -hmm. and then 
you're working on these these plugins quite a lot of them potentially <laughs> um you know how uh how do, how do you feel about the sustainability of of that long term as a single person number one and, right. and and number two like how 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 do you balance that with you know this is this is work that no one's paying you for it, mm-hmm. is there a potential for you know pre- premium versions mm-hmm. of the plugin that support it or you know what what are your thoughts this is early days i guess but playing that long early acquisition days. game <laughs> <laughs> oh boy um the plugins that i have out right now i don't i don't think there's ever going to be premium versions of it i thought maybe there would be a super list but i do have an idea for a premium plugin based on some of the experimental features of Superlist. But, you know, the the trick is, like I said a little bit before, I'm a sprinter. So I'm not someone who is uh, consistent by nature. I'm not going to do something every week. Mm-hmm. I will do a lot of work really quickly, and then I'm going to probably go away for a bit. And then I'll come back and I'll do a lot of work really quickly. Um, that is that, that is the way I work best. And uh, I am kind of doing my best right now to maybe reorient my professional life to fit that rhythm uh, because then I can be of better service to anyone I'm working with or working for. Um, But I guess I would say, yeah, like one of the things, first things I did was move to a four-day work week and make Friday the, it's the optional day. That's what I call it. (laughs) It's the day where I could do the open source stuff. It could be the day where I'm doing a podcast interview. It could be the day where I decide I'm going to sleep all day long. Or it could be the day where I say, okay, today is the day I'm going to go be that amazing daughter that my parents want and do everything (laughs) that they need. (laughs) You know, uh, all the other roles that we have in our lives. I mean, Friday gives me that time to do that or it gives me the time to rest. Um, And I think that for me, that has made a lot of difference. Uh, It has definitely made me better able to balance things. But, you know, ultimately, there's only so much you can do. And that's lesson I'm still learning, but I feel like I want to do this and this and this and this and this, but I can maybe only do this, this, and this mm-hmm. and at, a, at one certain time, right? So I can't do client work, contribute a lot, do custom like open source plugin development, also be, you know, on a team somewhere else doing some other volunteer work and also be, you know, a partner, person, reader, daughter, granddaughter sister all these other roles that we also have in our lives so i'm learning to be better about protecting myself from overwhelm Mm -hmm. which ultimately means that you know everything gets let down right if you have too much it all if you juggle too much at at some point all the balls are going to fall all the plates they're going to crack and you might not be able to put them back together (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's not as uh you know not as violent but i always like it would per- visualize you're in the sand and you have a bunch of balls around you and if you you focus on pushing just one as far as you can at one moment you can get it really far but if you have a whole bunch around you and you can like yeah. only move a few at a time like yeah, yeah that, that's always just my visualization to like help sounds like calm a taskmaster task <laughs> yes really oh my god it really does they have like one they like that, that once on the, the hill, hill and the ball Yep. I only watched the We've James Caster episodes, so I don't know. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's hard. I don't it know is. if anyone ever figures it out. 
Maybe they do. If I, if they do, I want to know their secret. But I would love to. Also, it seems like other people are, uh, you know, just being in the Twitterverse. Other people are seemingly succeeding at it more than others. I mean, we look at. I mean, at least I, I maybe I'll speak for myself. I look at someone like you. I'm like, I that's you know, I aspire to have the time and be able to do some of the things that you've done. Like I, I never seem to be able to. Like I have less than 40 plugin ideas and I can't get one of them off the ground <laughs> seemingly. So <laughs> Honestly, it's like quick post came about because I was like, here's two days. Sure. Go. Yeah. Nothing else. Quick post. Yeah. Go. Um, sprinting. That's what I do. Um, but you know, the reason I, I I've got the, I've got that comment quite a few times actually, but you know, you're not seeing the other side of it. You're not seeing sure. everything else that I'm dropping in my life in order to make mm. that happen. Mm, yeah. And so like when people sometimes like I go quiet on Twitter and people are like, are you okay? Is everything okay? It's like, yes, of course, everything is okay. It's just that this is not the only part of my life that needs attention. So I am right now diverting my attention to something else. Then I will come back to this, right? We have to like, you know, what's that stove theory? You know, how you can have, mm. you have four burners, but you can only really have two really really hot at the same time and you have to like keep switching what you put your focus on because you can't focus on everything at the same time so it's hard and sometimes you know balance balance is hard by definition but gardens only grow in the ones that you water yeah (laughs) yeah precisely precisely you know even 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 that being true i still I, i admire the um the the willingness to to make a decision and, and make a commitment to just build a thing and put it out there. Uh, that's, that is for me, at least one of the hardest steps. Mm. Definitely. Uh, because you know, I've, I've had plenty of plugin ideas as well. Um, some yeah. of them even kind of exist as a, not, not as public things that we might have right. needed here at, at the agency, you know, a couple places, but, but it always seems like, you know, I have these ideas. I'll build something for a specific project. And I go, mm-hmm. okay, that's that's a thing that could be taken out and and made into a plugin. And and maybe I don't have time to like formalize it that way, but I need a similar thing in the next site. And then I right. find that I I can't just copy it verbatim. Like I, yeah. I always end up changing it. And and so that that makes me terrified that if I were to try to put out a real actual plugin that people rely mm-hmm. on i would want to i would want to change it and backwards compatibility is a, is a good thing yes <laughs> do you, i don't i don't know if you, you, you oh you totally to in, okay <laughs> no even with superlist i almost wanted to change the format and that's mm. why and then i didn't and i found a way to work with it because i knew if i did that it would break it for people who are using it i think that you should not let that fear hold you back <laughs> That's easier said than done, though, right? Agreed. But what I'm saying is, like, the only reason my plugins came about is because I shared half-baked versions of them and then talked about it. Mm -hmm. And then I was able to get feedback just on Twitter, one or two people sometimes, and I just did it. You know, like, if you worry too much, like, oh, I'm going to probably in the future want to change it. Well, who cares? Future isn't here yet. You're here right now. Yeah. You know, you'll figure it out. Future you will figure it out because you are smart and capable and you will learn things and it will be okay. That's what I tell myself. (laughs) It works. That's that's amazing. That's going to be the tweet that goes out with this podcast, by the way. It's like just that little. That's a beautiful quote. It is indeed. 
<laughs> so you um speaking of last th- last thing about plugins i promise you recently uh you recently had one of your plugins i don't know which one but you had a plugin Post. copied pretty much oh, yeah. verbatim and re-uploaded yep. to to the wordpress plugin repository so yes that's can you can you tell us a little bit about that experience well it was quick post and I only discovered it because I went to go install my own plugin and I saw one and that was, you know, doing the same thing. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I didn't notice this before. Let me check it out. Mm-hmm. And the readme was plagiarized. It was exactly my voice, my tone, my words, oh, no. my emojis, uh, my FAQs. Um, wow. And then I'm like, interesting. Yeah. And then I installed it and it was the same thing. And I'm like... Mm-hmm. I was pretty sure nobody else had done it this way. Weird. Then they had only put their compiled code in there, but I ran some searches, my classes with my names in them. And I was like, this is weird. Also very uncool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, it was like, it was a dilemma, I would say. Like, because what becomes copying? I think, and, it, you know, that becomes, it's a, it's a more complicated question than it seems at the surface because you know let's say that you are new to wordpress and you are trying to develop something and you want to figure out how to run a query you might like go find someone else's code or tutorial or whatever and they're using a for loop let's say is it copying and without credit if you copy that work and paste it in yours is it like how 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 much work does it need to be and how specific does it need to be before it's like someone stole your work? Right. Right. And yeah, nothing in quick post is particularly original. It's just certain combinations of it being put together that make it kind of original or make it like, Oh, this is something a rumor made. Um, and it was like, I don't know how I feel about this, but I do feel like, you use everything and you literally right. copied it. You changed yeah. nothing. You know, I think as someone who's learned that way, I think it's a lot more to do with your presentation of your work than it is about mm-hmm. what you did. You know, when I was learning how to build themes, I very much, and I, I preach this to this day, go look at the default themes. Go look at how other people yeah. are building themes. Look at what you like, what you don't like. Cop, actually copy and paste. I mean, even before WordPress, oh, I yeah. was right-clicking viewing source pasting that into a notepad and then viewing what happened and then deleting things out and adding new things. And, you know, that's how Mm -hmm. I learned, but I never then put it on my GitHub and then said, Hey, look at this cool thing I made. (laughs) I I think that's when it crosses a line, Um, you know, and in your case, and clearly got resolved and we can talk about that here in a moment, but um, you know, yeah, like that is where in my, I I felt offended for you when I saw that. Yeah. We all did. Yeah, because that was, uh, sure. you know, that's not, yeah, that's, and for it to get as far as it did, you know, into the theme repository was like kind of like a, oh, yeah. wow, this is probably happening a lot more than we think. Um, and yeah. Well, that person had copied many plugins and a lot of yeah. their plugins mm-hmm. got banned after I reported mine because then they all oh, got wow. checked. Yeah. So yeah. that's so interesting because, yeah, I was wondering how did it get passed and did it only get checked because, you know, you are a figure in WordPress and, figure. Um, you know, a figure, a fixture <laughs> in WordPress at this point. Um, um, I had feelings, naturally. Yeah. And I may have privately ranted to a couple people. 
And one of those people knew one of the folks on the plugin review team. And they're like, they told me you should report it. And I think that because I reported it and they also mentioned it to that person, it got looked at really quickly, like within 20 minutes. I think it would have, it it would have gone through anyway, but I think Mm -hmm. it kind of jumped the line maybe, or maybe I don't actually know how much of a cue there was for a report, right? It might have been the only one at the time. So, but yeah, within like, I don't know, half an hour of me reporting it, I, they, that plugin was removed. It was banned and I had an email and it was nice. Yeah. It felt like we were watching it in real time on Twitter. So it was like, yeah, but you could watch the whole thread happen in a day. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I and I didn't know how I felt about it because that person added one tiny little feature to it. And I'm like, does that then make it original? Like, is it okay that they did this? But to me, the problem wasn't that they did that. The problem was they didn't credit it. Mm -hmm. That was my personally, that was my problem. I was just like, okay, fine. You want to use my code and add something more to it and then release it? Cool. Go ahead. But GPO, please give credit. Yeah. Like, please give credit for where you got this from and maybe like don't copy my readme file or verbatim <laughs> yeah, like yeah, what yeah. <laughs> yeah that's 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 the that's the key there right at least at, at minimum yeah. credit like i exactly you know, we, were, we were just talking about you know how how you learn and you're cop- copying code potentially you know stack overflow the, 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 whole, mm-hmm. the whole story there but um you know when i when i reference reference other people's code I put a link in a comment at minimum, so generally I. speaking, you know, sure. like yeah. you gotta, you know, even, even if the code that I wrote was completely not, not pasted, like, you right. know, th- th- this, this idea came from this place totally. and, and it's not just because of credit, right? That's, that's, that's for me helpful. as well. If I go yeah, back, it's helpful. I go back, I go back I'm I... like, what, what, what was I referencing here? I can go look at it yeah, or someone so. else maintaining code that i wrote so exactly or what was i even thinking here why did i (laughs) even do it this way oh because someone else told me to do it exactly yeah but well that's exactly why it's like if it's a solve you didn't come up with out of your own brain uh sometimes it's hard to get back in that mindset of how it was solved especially if you're working fast and just adding a link into into your comments is such a great way of like oh okay cool this is the exact stack overflow i stole stole this code from and <laughs> yep. rewrote for my own purpose and yeah maybe like i missed something or someone appended it and which happens all the time or if you so. want to go back and make changes because now the client wants something xyz on top of it sure. you know i mean it's just helpful to know where own, this yeah. came from you're doing your due diligence you're helping yourself you're helping others who might come along the way uh you know exactly as we work in the agency world we're often picking up other people's previous projects um yeah yeah would love to see more of it so 100%. speaking of going back to work that you have previously <laughs> <Great> done <segue>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you had a recent recent post uh, last monthish mm. uh, on Twitter uh, about this, um, where you kind of asked the Twitter sphere for advice about, right? You know, you have long running client relationships. You built this some website or something for them, yeah, a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. You know, maybe even more than that. And mm-hmm. things in WordPress have changed. Like just in a year, things change. But especially three, I mean, four years. You go back. That's like that's when Gutenberg shows up, right? So that. Right. Entire complete paradigm shift there. So I, I guess what I want to ask you is, did you come to any conclusions uh, for yourself? 
Um, I sort of agreed. One of the responses to that tweet came from Tracy, uh, who owns um, um, Yikes, Yikes Inc. There we go. Mm-hmm. And uh, I agree with what Tracy said. You know, you don't, if when you have to create an improvements or you need to go and redo something, not because or because of just time technology changing, that's not on you. So if if someone needs that update, you can charge fully for it. You don't need to discount it per se. Right. I think that depends on like how long it's been. Like, I think if you are in my, okay, my definition of a good development setup, I guess, or a developer creating a project is that you are trying to make it a little bit future proof. You know, mm-hmm. like maybe for the next six, seven months, look at like for WordPress, I'll see like, oh, OK, what's kind of on the roadmap for the next couple of versions? What do we need to take into account as we're building this thing? Because you don't want to create something that the client has to then re-update like so quickly. They should be able to use it for a while. Um, but then there's also situations where like the project that I was referencing here, it was a behemoth project. We did very, very quickly and we did it right before 5.9 happened and then 5.9 happened and six happened and a lot of changes happened. And so it wasn't that it needed a revamp, but it definitely needed like mm, refactoring and adjusting to, and doing so would not only make it more performant, but also friendlier and better future proofed now that some of those big changes have been merged into core. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a matter of education. You need to educate your client. You need to you need to be able to propose it to them in a way that makes sense for them, right? Um, that is, you know, going to affect their bottom line in a long term way. That's ultimately kind of all comes back to like how much money is it going to make make me or save me, right? Right. Um, so I think it's more about communicating why this needs to be done and and how much work it's going to be and why it couldn't have been done before maybe and then going and doing it and Mm. in my case the client was like this makes sense let's do it Mm. and so we did but yeah i ended up not discounting at all or doing any kind of like discount because i've done work on it before it was full price with um, the amount of work that's going to be here's what's going to cost right yeah so i don't feel any qualms about it anymore you know (laughs) that's good yeah that's a great resolution i i you know, yeah. I don't believe I get to feel at peace that often. Uh, I think being in the agency <laughs> world, we're a little bit removed from the sales process and trying to like dev talk your way through why maybe, um, you know, I'm actually just even thinking of the first block theme I ever made um, mm. in general. And is it I'm still thinking, even working? <laughs> yeah, A, is it even still working? And then B, like so many things, you know, the theme JSON didn't exist back then. Like I would have done so many, like uh, block gap, wasn't a thing you know the mm-hmm. amount of like things i had to overcome back then versus now and it's only a few years ago maybe three four years ago at this point um yeah it makes me feel icky sometimes when i think that that website might still be live and that, that makes me not happy so um, <laughs> oh, as a developer, i hear you <laughs> yeah so. i hear you i look at websites i made just last year and i'm just like ew what uh, yeah why <laughs> Honestly, I think that's a good sign of like being a, a developer who cares about their work. So, yeah. and I, I've growing. met people who, yeah, as someone who's met people who are always proud of all of their work all the time, I'm like, I don't want to work with that person. So, yeah, danger alert. <laughs> yeah, or red flag. You have, um, you have all sorts of other 
uh, tools and utilities on your site that I, I wanted to uh, direct people to in case they're interested. Uh, it's just aruba.com slash built. And we'll yeah. link we'll link to that. Um, I, I wonder if you, um, you know, aside from the things we've already talked about, you've got other utilities, you've got other you've got plugins. Um, do you have do you have any particular favorites, uh, you know, uh, on that page that you wanted to highlight? <laughs> I can I can give um, you some that that we <laughs> if you're not looking at the page right now. <laughs> well, I think that probably the one that should be on the page but is not. Mm-hmm. I should do that. Um is the it's a small repo that helps people discover WordPress contributors to sponsor and I really care about that one and I'd like to improve it too. But you know, there's a lot of really awesome people in the WordPress space and they're putting in unpaid time to create this thing that we make our living on top of. And I think they deserve to be paid. You know, there's lots of sponsored people already who are doing really great work in the WordPress space. But I think we forget about those people who are maybe not like working on the largest feature, but they're working on really important features that make a difference to our work and they're doing it on their own time. And I think that they, it's worth it to support them. And so I'm always on the hunt looking for people who are doing this kind of really awesome work and they're not talking about it a lot of the times. They're just doing the work and I want to be able to highlight them and see, hey, folks, sponsor these people. Give them some money, help them do what they're doing and, you know, you know, they'll do better or, you know, just make them feel appreciated. I think Mm. I think credit is really cool and credit is something that we really care about in the open source community. But credit only goes so far. It it can't pay the bills. It can't feed you. And if someone is putting in some significant time creating something like this, I do think they deserve to be compensated in a financial way somehow. And I think that our community is can afford to do it. We can afford to do it. So we should. Yeah, considering yeah. all the acquisitions, right? <laughs> exactly. The acquisitions. And we know that the WordPress market is huge. We make yeah. a lot of money in it and we're gonna continue to do so. It's a maturing market where and more money is coming in. So let's put some of that money towards the people who are creating this thing that made it all possible. Nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, check out other, uh, things on that, uh, on that page. Again, we'll link to it, um, all sorts of great stuff in there to check out. Finally, uh, you have an upcoming, another upcoming project out of many, <laughs> <laughs> but I was wondering if you'd like to, you know, give us a, a, a bit of a sneak, sneak preview at, um, I yeah. believe it involves React and YouTube. Yes. So I started my YouTube channel kind of unofficially last year, but kind of officially-ish this year. Mm -hmm. And I started it because I had a very specific goal in mind. I am working on right now, pretty hard actually, uh, on a free React course. It's a course for WordPress developers like Phil Mm -hmm. and... uh, who want to learn React. They are, they are excellent WordPress developers. They know their way around PHP. They know their way around ACF, but they know React is becoming bigger and bigger in the WordPress space. And right now, there are good React courses out there, but there's not a lot of good React courses out there that help you understand React within the context of WordPress. And um, I want to fix that. <laughs> and I think that it's actually not that hard to learn 
if you learn it within the context of things you already know. So it's going to come out, I think, in July. I was hoping to coming coming out with it last week, actually, but it needs a little bit more work. I want it to be really good. Um, we can be patient. <laughs> and uh, hopefully it's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be all free on YouTube. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping that it helps people who are curious and want to learn some React before they jump into block development, which will be the next course. But that will not be free. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was gonna say you gotta make you, you, you need to be compensated too here. Go, folks, go go check out her sponsor page. Do you have one on GitHub or? I do, and I have a few lovely people who do sponsor me, and I really appreciate nice. that. Um, so thanks to all those folks. But yeah, like hopefully the block development course will be a paid course because I've seen most of the block development courses out there, and I don't like them. <laughs> yeah. I have tried a few of them and I also don't like them. I'm not no specifics on this particular, maybe a dev chat. I'll, you know, put you on my X list, but uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I look forward to, uh, cause yeah. yeah, it's just been something very difficult for me to get into. Uh, I'm just an totally. old curmudgeon at this point. So. <laughs> oh, we are all old curmudgeons in one way or another. So I, I hear you, but yeah, I want to create something. I want to create the thing that I wish I had when I was starting out and it doesn't exist, weirdly. I don't know why it doesn't, but I'm like, all right, well, then I'll just make it. Just like the I mean, other I, things that I keep making. <laughs> right. I mean, I have I have a theory why they don't really exist, maybe, is is it, hmm. it seems to move so fast. It does. I, you know, here's me again going, oh, well, you know, either I want to change it in the future or things are going to change around it that make it obsolete. And that just means that there's work, unknown amount of work in the future to update it. <laughs> True. But I think the other thing is like right now we're at a place where the foundations of block development are pretty solid now. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely more possible. And, you know, what's the point of a, okay, a good course, a good learning experience teaches you how to fish, doesn't give you the fish. So a good course should, yes, teach you how it can be done right now, but give you enough foundations, enough knowledge, enough tools so that you can also figure out how it's going to work later. You know, so which is why the React course has to be the first thing. I wanted to make the block development course immediately, but I'm like, no, there is this gap in the middle, this thing that we yeah. need. You can, I know right now lots of people who are doing block development, but they don't know React outside of block development, outside of the block development API. And that's a problem because if things change or if you want to do something more complex that isn't just in the block editor handbook, how are you going to do yeah. that? How are you going to know how to do it? You need to know. So, you need to know the basics. <laughs> It's interesting they say that because I always like having been in this industry for a minute. Like I, when WordPress hit enter the scene, I don't believe it created a whole bunch of, um, you know, we have thousands of developers, but we don't have thousands of PHP developers. Um, Correct. And then when Gutenberg came out, I was like, well, we probably won't have a thousand JavaScript developers either unless we create those resources to do so. So. Um, exactly, yeah. and I mean, WordPress is something that you can get into and not learn php directly first right mm -hmm. and a lot yeah. of people are like that but eventually if you want to do the kind of work that we're all doing you do have to learn php for php you do need to know those things and so yeah. i think that resources for that do exist that help you with that um but i don't think something like that for the wordpress developer exists in our space yet for react so i'm just like well it's time <laughs> yeah i, I totally take 
I totally take for granted, um, you know, p- part of the reason that I'm into native block development and all that good stuff is because I already had some experience. And, and it's not because I had been doing React before Gutenberg came out. I, mm. Gutenberg was, uh, you know, I, I heard of Gutenberg. It was coming out. It was in beta. Yeah. And we had been, you know, as an agency, we don't just do websites. We do some apps. Right. And um, we had been using a different JavaScript-based, uh, you know, app development SDK. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought to myself, well, this this thing is happening in WordPress with with this React thing, and and this React thing also has React Native. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a nice it was a nice way to like focus my efforts as a developer on 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 things that were going to you know converge right react native for apps react for javascript and wordpress and all that sort of stuff so i take i take that for granted and and definitely i definitely excited for you to uh to fill that gap with your knowledge yeah i mean i learned react (laughs) (laughs) i learned react because of gutenberg honestly before that i was like okay cool react but i don't really need in my work so i it's going to be on the back burner it was always my goal to learn it but um when Gutenberg happened, I was like, all right, well, it's time to take it off the back burner, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that right now it's just, yeah, there's this big gap. And I think that it's, I can fill it or I, at least I can try. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, all this, all this work aside, um, the question that we're asking all of our lovely guests is, uh, what do you like to do that isn't work? <laughs> right. What you know, you've got you've got all these fires burning. There's there's got to be stuff in between um, that that takes you away from all of that. Hundred percent. Um, three things I'll say. One, I'm a I'm a bookworm. I've been a bookworm my whole life. I read a lot, um, particularly sci-fi. So actually, Stormlight Archive series, freaking amazing. Oh my goodness. Mm, but it's um, on my list. Gotta get read to it. it. Read it. It's so good. Uh, I'm obsessed. But yeah, I read a lot. Um, I read every spare moment that I can, that I have. Honestly, I read before bed. I read before I start my work day. I read. I listen to books while I'm like cooking. Um, so that's like the biggest thing for me. Uh, the other thing is I love going for walks. Um, I'm really fortunate to live by the Rockies, if not in them. Um, so I can see the mountains on my walk, and I think that you know fresh air is so important. <laughs> Changes your life, honestly. And I like hosting brunches. This is a new thing, but I like oh, having okay. hosting. I, I I host these open brunches. So it's like you set a time, like from let's say 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And you have a big spread of like buffet like food. And people come in whenever they want between that time and you hang out with them. They eat something, they leave, other people come. And it's like a really lovely way to connect and hang out with folks and not have to like do a really like be a f- official like quote unquote hostess who needs to like mm-hmm. take care of everything and look at everything. And yeah, it's a nice way to have uh connect with the people in your life and new people as well. Low pressure. <laughs> Does that mean you like cooking then? Uh, I like to eat really, really good food, and that often means I have to cook it myself, mm-hmm. unless I, I want to pay millions of dollars to go to a restaurant. <laughs> so, yes, I don't know if I like cooking for itself. I like it because I like to eat good food. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. 
all right yeah. well i think i think that just about does it for our time but i uh i really appreciate you coming on and and talking to us about all the so many projects you've got going on <laughs> and so many useful ones as well that i think that uh, a lot of us could benefit from so thank you very much for all oh, thank you thanks for having me <laughs> That's all for this episode. Thank you, Aruba, for hanging out and letting us geek out about WordPress development with you. Don't forget to check the episode description for links to all of the things we mentioned in the show. There are a lot of great resources that Aruba has made available. And follow her on Twitter to see all the other things she's up to. Join us next time for an interview with Leslie Sim of Newsletter Glue, where we'll be talking about her transition from an agency owner to a plugin company co-founder. As always, send your questions, thoughts, and fan mail to podcast at blackbird.digital. You can also find us on Twitter as in the loop underscore WP. If you're interested in having a WordPress website custom built, or you want to join a team that does that, head over to our site at blackbird.digital and drop us a line. Thanks for listening to In the Loop. See you next time.